Hi, my name is Sam Williams, and welcome to part one of episode number 17 of my 60s music podcast, The Millennial Throwback Machine. to part one of episode number 17 of my 60s music podcast, The Millennial Throwback Machine. I'm Sam Williams, and for those of you who are just now discovering this podcast, either on the Apple Podcast app or on Stitcher or on iHeartRadio, and you're wondering, so what the heck is this? Well, I'm just going to give you a brief description of what the show is all about. Okay, so I'm Sam Williams. I'm a 22-year-old songwriter slash producer, but I'm also a huge 60s music fan slash expert slash nerd. And each week with this podcast, I review one song by one artist from the 60s, and first talk about my, my opinion on the song, why I think it's so good or why I think it sucks. And then do my own personal analysis on the record and the arrangement of the song, which will include the chords, melody, and lyrics. And then dig deep into the history behind the record, which will include who wrote it, who produced it, and who played on it. And all the juicy behind-the-scenes details in the group and the song and talk about each week. And all the people and places involved in the making of the record. And just like last week's episode of the podcast, this is also going to be a two-part episode Part one being my opinion on the song, and part two being the history behind it. This week's episode is going to be part one, and it's going to be all about my opinion on the song. And part two, and that episode I'll put out next week, is going to be all about the history behind the song. So stay tuned for part two, but this week's episode is going to be part one, which is going to be all about my opinion on the song. Moving on, let's get started in this week's song, shall we? Okay, so the song I'll be reviewing in this week's and next week's episode of the show it's so infectious and it's so good that I guarantee you if you decide to listen to the song, it will get stuck in your head for weeks on end. And it will take a lot of other songs you'll have to listen to to get it out of your head. But good luck trying to do that if you decide to give this one a listen. This song came out in September 1966. It's by a group called James and Bobby Purify. It's called I'm Your Puppet. Oh my god! This is one of those songs that is just so fucking good. I'll never get tired of hearing it. It's got so many great components to it. And when you listen to the song at first, you might think about what it's about lyrically. But I'm going to dive into that into this week's episode of the show later on in this episode. But first we need to talk about the music for this track. Because there are some really great elements to the arrangement for this song that are just a die for. First off, the chord progression is just perfect. I mean, it goes into the perfect transition of the A and B section with that ascending and descending progression from B flat major to C minor, D minor, back again. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. And by the way, this song is in my favorite musical key, B flat major. It's probably another reason as to why I love this song so much. I mean, it's got that all my favorite chords, the D minor and C minor and the F and the E flat. Oh, it's so good. And that's just the beginning. Other really cool things about this record are the, is the groovy vibraphone. I mean, that instrument in this song is really puts you in a good mood. And the little melodies that it plays serves as important hooks for the song, along with the song's infectious title and chorus. And also, the drummer on this track is playing probably one of the most relaxed, most behind-the-beat grooves you'll ever find in any record of this era. When I say behind the beat, I mean he's not totally dragging. 
It's just that the snare drum hits are almost off the meter, aka the metronome, but they perfectly pop out in this song, and they're not completely off time either. One of the really cool subtle touches in the song are the organ lines in the song. It really creates this little paintbrush that is almost somewhat in the background, but it's almost used as somewhat of a pad to play the chords of the song, you know, so that way James and Bob Purify can sing under them. And it's one of those things that it's so in the background that if I didn't point it out to you, you would have easily missed it. But in this song, the bass and the drums are, real, are what really holds down the rhythm of the track. And one thing that's kind of an interesting thing about this song is that the guitar doesn't come in until the bridge. And he doesn't necessarily play, but just these little melodic licks that really just add to the song, but don't distract you from the groove and lyric and the melody from the song. And he doesn't really play the chords until like half the bridge. But also, we got to talk about the horns in the song because the horns in this track are really one of the most important aspects of the song because they provide that other element to the song that makes it interesting to the ear. Because without it, the song would be a little lackluster and a little repetitive and a little boring and people probably wouldn't be able to listen to the whole song. Because even though like all songs, section of the song repeat, the horns are brought in so that way the listeners aren't bored with the song. The horns are really the other great element of surprise that keeps a listener from the song interested and it keeps them from shutting off the song and turning on turning on another one. And, and I also love how they casually cancel out and come back in as they please for certain sections of the song. This is also one of those songs that puts me in a really good mood every single time I listen to it. I can really feel the groove in this track, especially with the drumming on this track, and how the bass line amazingly just sits inside the pocket with the drums. But it isn't too busy enough to distract you from everything else that's happening in the song. Moving on, let's talk about what the song is about lyrically, because while this song might be fun and lighthearted in nature, the underlying tone of what's really going on lyrically in this song might not be as hunky-dory as you might think it is. But first, let's talk about the main hook of this song. In this song, the guy is basically telling the girl that she can do anything she wants to do with him. Because, like in the refrain, he reassures her that he is her puppet. But in the song, him saying to her that he is her puppet is very much taken literally. As he says things like, well, she can pull little strings and I'll kiss your lips and strap your finger and I'll turn you some flips and your every wish is my command, all you gotta do is wiggle your little hand. Now, what's so intriguing about the song is that when you think about a relationship between a man and a woman, we always think that the man is usually, but not most of the time, the one in control, and not the other way around. But in this song, it's shown to the listeners that the guy is basically telling the girl, hey, I'm willing to basically bend over backwards for you and do anything for you because I'm your puppet. Now, obviously, this may not seem like a bad thing if you're listening to this song if you're a woman. But when you really think about it, it really isn't a good idea for a guy to allow a girl to control every single one of his moves and control his life like that. I mean, the guy should be old enough to mature enough to make his own decisions and not always be told what to do by a girl. But it seems like in this song, the guy that's singing the song can't seem to have a good grasp of that concept or doesn't fully realize that yet. And in reality, he's really basically giving the girl the keys to take advantage of him and take control of his life. 
Someone else could easily write an answer song to her and be like, well, I'm not your puppet. You can't do whatever you want with me, which would completely go against the theme for this song, but it would still provide an interesting response to lyrics for this song. But another thing that's so interesting about this song is that the chords and groove for the song don't necessarily represent the dark undertones with the lyrics for the song. In fact, they're very much contradicting. And the chords are pretty happy and upbeat and catchy, while the song, the lyrics of the song are a little discerning. A lot of the songs like a lot of songs are like that. Happy chords, sad lyrics, sad chords, happy lyrics, etc. But this is just a really good example of a song that might sound happy on the surface musically. But in reality, it might not be like that at all, lyrically. We'll do another song like that in another episode of this podcast. So that concludes part one of my two-part episode of the 60s Music Podcast, The Millennial Throwback Machine. I'm going to provide a YouTube link to the song I'm talking about in this week's episode in the description of this episode of this podcast. So if you want to listen to this song, that's cool. And uh, you can check out part two, which is going to be all about the history behind this track. In that episode, I'm going to talk about where the song was recorded, who are the studio musicians on it, and sort of the cultural significance of the city that the song was recorded in. And also, I'm going to do a talk about a little bit about James and Bobby Purify as well, in terms of their history as well. Okay, so if you guys like the song I reviewed in this week's episode of the podcast, you can email me at sam at hickeywilliams.com. Or if you like my opinion on it, you can also email me at sam at hickeywilliams.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram at iheartoldies and DM me, and you can tell me how much you love my podcast as well. And if you want to check out more of my original music, my name of my website is samwilliamsmusic.net. And yeah, so um, thank you guys again for joining me for this week's episode of the podcast. I'm Sam Williams, and until next week, please keep things moving.